0: Good morning Hi. Uh, my name is Zandi Barr and this is my story my story starts in 2004 I was living the life that I had hoped for I was working part-time as a pediatrician I had three kids and a great daycare and my marriage was good um, I had close friends was in a small group and serving in children's ministry at church and I felt like I was using my gifts and talents to care for others When I felt tired or frustrated, I told myself to get over it, that things were good, but things were not good. I felt stressed and restless, trapped and confused, and I started having headaches, losing my patience, and I got shingles. I was looking for others for their approval, for them to tell me that what I was doing was right and that I would be okay. What I really wanted to do was quit my job. But I thought surely I was where God wanted me, because why in the world would he have me go to medical school and work so hard and make all the sacrifices that I did to just walk away from it now? So I was listening to and hearing from God, but it just didn't make sense. And so I journaled and prayed and cried a lot, and I tried to reason and then argue with God about what was best for me and my family. So I took a four-month leave of absence from my work to make sure this was truly what God wanted me to do. I know that to my coworkers, my patients, my extended family, and even to most of my friends that this seemed like a crazy and reckless thing to do, and at this point, I didn't care anymore. I knew it would have made more sense to me and to the world if I had been called to the mission field or to work in an inner-city clinic or to any path that would allow me to use my education and training, and I think that's the point. It didn't make sense. It didn't have to make sense, but to God, it did, and it does. After I had told my boss, but before my leave had started, God did one more thing. He spoke to me. I was driving in my minivan alone, and I heard a voice, and I turned to the passenger seat, even though I knew that there was no one there. It sounded like my own voice, but was coming from outside of me. It spoke with such love, compassion, authority, And I know I've never sounded like that. And my lips didn't move, but I heard an audible voice that said, My child, my child, I have something so much better for you. I was unsettled and comforted at the same time, and now I was sure. So I stopped working as a doctor. It was quickly obvious that this was the right thing to do. It was like everyone in our family took a deep breath. We had enough margin and peace to be spiritually, emotionally, and relationally healthier. We had more time for God, ourselves, and each other. And a year later, in a totally unexpected way, I saw a friend of mine who was also a pediatrician, and she asked me what I was doing for work. I told her I did miss it, but I was taking a break from it in order to focus on home more. And her eyes lit up, and she said, we have to talk The end of the story is that now I work for her practice about five days a month. It's a flexible schedule to fill in on the days when doctors in her practice take a day off, like a substitute doctor. It gives me a chance to use my gifts and talents and be a voice of God in my workplace and still keep margin and balance in our family. In the years since then, I have not heard his word as an audible voice, but God does speak to me through scripture and promptings and through wise friends. I'll always be thankful for the gift that he gave me. The memory of it doesn't fade or change like other conversations and memories, because it was a holy moment. It was between God and me, a reassurance and a gift that I asked for and that he gave me. And words cannot express how thankful I am for that audible message and for what it did for me. My name is Sandy Barr, and this is my story.
1: I think my daughter might have been out of preschool. I know that my son was in preschool or a little younger. And it was spring. My wife was working evenings at a restaurant. And it's ironic that I'm I'm telling this story after a week when we've had so much devastation by tornadoes. But uh, that, that was not intentional. But that night, the tornado sirens went off. And my kids, we had done this before, but this is the first time they're old enough to know what's going on. Sort of. I said, kids, we got to get up right now and go down in the crawl space under the stairs. Let's go. That's what dads have to do sometimes. You have to say, it's time to get up and it's time to go. Uh, Joseph is having that same kind of day in the Christmas story. We're in Matthew chapter 13. Uh, no, we're not. Matthew chapter 2, verse 13. It said, after the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. This is our third dream of the Christmas season. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. And so, once again, dad has to say, get up. It's time to go right now. It's a good Christmas story. Every dad in the room knows that Mary did not just instantly pack up the baby Jesus in the pack and play and get on the donkey and ride to Egypt. I love these movies where the dad is like an FBI agent or used to be in the special forces and now his archenemy has tracked him back to his own home and broken in. You've seen these, you know, and the daughter or the wife's walking down the hall and then the bad guy comes out of the shadows and he's got the knife up and the dad pulls out his pistol and he aims it right at his wife and he says, baby, get down. And she ducks and he shoots the bad guy. I love those. But every dad in the room knows that's not what would happen. You'd point the gun and you'd say, baby, duck. And she'd say, why (laughs) it's not just wives and daughters a few few years ago uh, there was a storm outside another storm I looked out the window to see what was going on just in time to see my tree go (laughs) and split in half and I ran to my son's room and flipped on the light he was the only one home that weekend I said son get up we got to get to the crawl space right now and he said why because no one listens to dad that easy I know uh, I have a friend who took his family to the zoo. He wanted to take a picture of him in front of the tiger cage. Through the camera, he sees the tiger turn its back on the family and back up to the bars and raise up its tail. And he said to his family, get away, get away. And his whole family said, why? And the zookeeper spends the next half hour cleaning them up because no one listens to dad that easy. So I'm sure when Joseph said, get up, we got to go to Egypt tonight, that there was some sort of argument. It's just not recorded in scripture because no one listens to dad that easy. In fact, I get my kids down in the crawl space and uh, as soon as we get down there, the wind's blowing so hard, our house sounds like the ship and master and commander during the hurricane. (laughs) I just prayed, oh Lord, protect us. My daughter decided at that moment she'd had enough. She jumped up and ran out of the crawl space back into the house. So I get I pull her back. Like, you got to stay down here. The storm is—it's happening right now. And she said no, and she ran out of the crawl space again because no one listens to dad that easy. In fact, I had to go grab her. And I had to pull her down into the crawl space. And I had to hold her. And she's kicking and fussing. She's like, Dad, I don't want to be here. No, no. And I get it. It's dark. It's cobwebby. The house is groaning like a ship at sea. I've told the kids, don't play in the crawl space. There's a set mouse trap behind one of these boxes. <laughs> I'm just holding her. And she's screaming, Daddy, Daddy, no. And in that moment, I think, is this what I do to God? You know, he's holding me in a dark place. I don't want to be there. I don't know why I'm there. I'm kicking and screaming, Daddy, no, I don't want to be here. He knows why I need to be there. He knows why I can't run away. But I don't. You can trust Dad. You can trust Dad. Matthew says in the next line of scripture, This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. It's a very interesting prophecy. So that comes from the Old Testament, Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. If you go back and read it, it is not a prediction of the future. It doesn't say anything about there being a Messiah someday and and his life will be threatened and he'll have to run to Egypt, but then God will bring him back from Egypt and save the... It doesn't say anything like that. Why does Matthew say that this verse fulfills the prophet Hosea? Well, you see, what it is in Hosea is a remembrance of the past. In Hosea, he gives that word to say... God rescued us from Egypt. Now, he's talking about before their time. In the time of Moses, God rescued us from Egypt and called us out of that place. See, because in the time of Hosea, they're being hauled off into slavery again. And so the verse means God has called us out of this place before. You can trust Dad. And now Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus, they're having to run away off into Egypt. And so now Matthew calls on Hosea, who was calling on the Exodus, to say, God has brought us back from these places before. You can trust God. He's done this before. We still have our our polling app open if you'd like to join in and answer our question for this week, which is, where do you need to trust God? This week, this month, this year, right now, where do you need to trust God? So you, you send uh, to 22333, make your first message that M-director 057. And then your next message that you send to that number will go to the poll. We'll take a look at where we're all trying to trust God this year, a little later in the service. Joseph's dream had four commands. If we go back there, get up. Flee to Egypt with the child and his mother. Stay there until I tell you to return. Because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. And Joseph obeys God. He obeys all four. Um, That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and his mother Mary and stayed there until Herod's death. Now, in English, it sounds like he only obeyed two out of the four. But that's because they smoothed it over. In Greek, it actually reads very stiff. But I think actually very profound in that the angel says, get up, flee, stay there until I tell you to return. And in Greek it says, so Joseph got up, left, stayed there until he was told to return. Sometimes you just have to obey God when you don't know what's going on. You don't know why you are where you are or why you're going where you're going. Sometimes you just have to trust God. So I knew that that had been a traumatic event for my daughter to be held in the dark like that for an hour while there's a storm going on and sirens going on and I won't let her out. And she didn't understand. I could mess a little kid up in, you know, ways. So the next day, I said, come sit with me. And she sat on my lap and we we looked at the computer at pictures of homes that had been destroyed by tornadoes. Tornado didn't hit our house. It, It did hit a shopping center nearby. But I showed her pictures of homes that had been um, destroyed by tornadoes. And we looked at how often the stairwell and the crawl space under the stairwell was the only thing left. And I said, "I, I held you in that place, honey, because it was the safe place. And because I love you. God loves us even when he has us in a place that we don't understand. And that's why we can trust him because we know even though we don't understand, his love for us means that whatever he's doing or not doing, he has our best in his mind and in his heart. And that's why we can trust him because he loves us. I said, daughter, I'm not going to pull this card really often. I promise I will not pull this card often. But sometimes you're going to want to do something. Or you're going to not want to do something. But you're just going to have to trust your mom and I. Uh, We may not be able to explain it something to you because we don't have time. Or because you don't have the experience needed. To understand the answer, I won't do it too often, but sometimes you're just going to have to trust us. And so the test comes a few years later when she's a teenager and she's wanting to spend the night at someone's house. And there had been some possibility that there had been some abuse in the family involving one of the siblings. But that wasn't widely known. And so we said, honey, you can't spend the night there. And being a teenager, she said, why? And we said, we can't tell you that. And she said, I know that you always try to say yes if you can. And so if you're saying no and that you can't tell me why, I will trust you that there is a good reason. And I said, thank you, and there is. And if she happens to tune in today from college for the live stream, then she'll learn to answer for the first time. This is the advent of love. Here on the third Sunday of Advent, we light the candle of love. If you thought the third Sunday was joy, you're right on most years. You're you're not confused. It's just you're allowed to switch it sometimes. So this year, because of Matthew, the third Advent is love. Or remember that because of God's great love for us, that's why we can trust him. Even when we're in the place we don't understand. Amen. That's the official end of our message. But I do have an after the credits bonus feature for you. <laughs> so last year, my daughter and I were sitting in the living room. She was doing her homework. I was working on the computer. When my son comes home from school, and he busts in the front door, and he closes the door behind him, and he bounds up the steps in two strides, and he dives onto the living room floor, and he says, Get down! Get down now! And we didn't ask why. We dove onto the living room floor. And there we're all laying, waiting for, I don't know what. And after a really long silence, one of us dares a whisper. Why are we here? And my son says, because there's a group of door-to-door salesmen coming down the street. (laughs) Let us pray. Father, we celebrate today your love. And we know that because of your love, we can trust you. Lord, help us to trust you. When we're in the place, we don't know why we're there. When we can't get to the place, we feel like we should be. When we're going to the place, we have no idea why we're going there. Help us to trust you because of your love for us. It is in the name of Christ Jesus we pray. Amen.